How often do things in your business and your life go absolutely perfect? Almost never, right? They say the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry, but the truth is that most of the time you're in the very messy middle of success, fumbling around, figuring things out as you go. And that's actually a great place to be. Why? Well, that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode of the Messy Desk Podcast. Hey, you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to achieve more without the overwhelm and drama. Because although business and life get messy, that doesn't mean things have to be hard. Join us as we help you cope with the chaos and banish your barriers so that you can move forward in your entrepreneurial journey. I'm Megan Monahan, And I'm Teresa Safali. Let's get on with it. Hey there. It is so great to see you, Teresa, today. I'm very excited. This is our first episode of the Messy Best Podcast. (laughs) You can't see me clapping. Clap, clap, clap. Yay. (laughs) All right. Yeah, you can't see me doing my arm thing, but I'm doing, what are those called? Jazz hands. (laughs) Jazz hands. (laughs) All right. Today's topic addresses our podcast overarching theme. In fact, it's how we named our podcast. So we think this is a really great place to start our conversation. Exactly, because no one is perfect, yet we strive for this ideal in business and life that isn't realistic. I definitely started out in my own business thinking that things were going to follow a very specific path. I had it all laid out in my mind. My vision and my expectations of entrepreneurialism were certainly different than the reality. There's no question about that. I think lots of people can relate to this because, you know, we think that what we set out to do will go one way and it just doesn't. And we can't help but think that because that's what we see all around us on social media, on the screen, in the media, really those things and, and us as, as human beings, we're focused on perfection and success. And it looks very much like an Instagram feed. You know, in my brain, that was how it looked, all perfect. But that is not how reality is. It's nothing like that picture-perfect Instagram feed at all with the beautiful color-coordinated surroundings and neat and tidy desks. I know you can relate to that. (laughs) I sure can. (laughs) The notion of everything being perfect pressures people and it really promotes a false sense of what is normal. I mean, how many people have businesses and lives that look like a perfect picture? Most people have messiness all around them. And most of us, like you said, are fumbling around figuring things out as we deal with messy moments. That's what real life and real business looks like. Yes. Oh my God. So much. You know, I remember when we first were talking about the messiness of it all and that kind of became a consistent theme in any conversations that we were having. And, you know, while we're talking about messy, you know, what exactly do we mean by messy moments, right? We're referring to the things that don't necessarily go as planned, right? When life throws you a curveball, these could be really major things like death or illness or divorce, but more often than not, it's those little small things, those everyday things that can mess up your plans or the unexpected things. And so not all of those messy moments can be or have to be big giant catastrophes, right? Sure. 
often they're small moments and sometimes they're even in those embarrassing moments. So things like being late to or missing a client meeting, that happened to me recently because here's a, just one of those little story things. I was really, in, I got off a call. I was really engrossed in a project and I kept looking at, I have a clock over here. It's just a wind up. It's like an old fashioned wind up clock that I never reset from, um, <laughs> from daylight savings. So I was an hour behind, right? It was still on like fall time and we had sprung ahead already. So, so I was like, like it was getting messages all over the place. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, it, I was so embarrassed by it. Um, or things like, you know, you schedule a blog post and there's a tech mix up. Um, there's some kind of glitch. Um, maybe you burned dinner because you got distracted by something because you walked away from it. Or moments like when you're having a, an argument with a significant other over a, dis a complete misunderstanding, right? Because if you had actually just spent the time discussing it and clarifying it, you wouldn't have been mad at each other for hours and had an argument over something silly. Uh, maybe you forgot to pay a credit card bill because something slipped away from you and then you go buy groceries at the store and your card declines. Or something that I really had to learn this lesson over and over and over again, which is saying yes to too many things, you know, over committing. And, um, and then you end up letting somebody down because you've said yes to too many things. But no matter what type of messy moment it is, there are always lessons to be learned. Those are really great examples of the messiness that most of us live in. It could even be like physical chaos or disorganization, like the house is messy, your desk is messy, and that, you know, being out of control and be, you know, that being out of control affects your level of concentration. For sure. So, yeah. So what we're saying is that this is how real life works, people. Yeah. <laughs> Imperfection true. and messy situations happen and they are completely normal. What is not normal is perfection. All right. So we've explained messy moments to you, but so what? What's gratifying about these messy moments? How does surviving the painful or difficult messy middle benefit us and become something positive for us? Oddly enough, you typically and commonly thrive in that challenging messy middle between when you're starting something and when you're achieving a goal. In fact, you probably spend more time in the messy middle than in those times of bliss and contentment. That's true. That's, that's absolutely true. And those messy times, they can be rough, but out of them, you can completely shine. The messiness can completely lead to great positive outcomes if you're open to seeing them when you get there. You can shift your thinking and reframe those thoughts and those times when things don't turn out exactly like you wanted and go the way you've pictured it in your head. So messy moments, lead to personal growth and transformation. And I've learned to love my messy moments because I often grow significantly when I'm paying attention and I take personal responsibility for those things. Back a few years ago, I was in the middle of, it, it was really more than a moment. It was like, it was like a, a messy few years for me where I was working 16 to 18 hours a day um, I wasn't sleeping. I had horrible insomnia. 
I wasn't eating. And I, while I know it sounds completely disgusting to say it, I'll just tell you that there were days and sometimes two days where I didn't even stop to shower. I was around for my kids and things, but I wasn't present with anything that was going on. Um, if we were at a family gathering, I was often like looking at my watch wondering, hmm, when is it appropriate to disappear in the corner with my laptop? And all of these things affected my relationships in my immediate family with my husband and my daughters, and even with friendships that I had, business relationships that I had. And it was like, it was a really, really low point. And without going into the entire like epiphany moment that I had, the one thing that I knew I had to do was take responsibility for the place I had gotten myself into. It wasn't anybody's fault that I was where I was, it was mine. And once I was able to stop looking for blame or excuses, and I took the responsibility for it, it was so liberating and freeing. I just was able to then take action that made sense. Just things like having real conversations with my daughters about what I was doing wrong and what my plans were to fix them and how they could help. And with my husband and with my parents and apologizing for the times that I wasn't there and not dwelling on the messy part, but then what I could do to move forward and move ahead. It was amazing because my anxiety went away. So this, during this whole messy time in my life, I was constantly anxious and like that tightness in your chest at all times. That's how I felt all the time, Megan. And um, it's a terrible way to feel. But once I was like, okay, this is my fault. And now what do I need to do to fix it? And I started taking action on it. It just went away. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the relationship part, we really don't think much about how uh, business and, and personal are intertwined with one another. So often people are talking about business, but that is also talking about life for an entrepreneur because it's like you're saying, you're thinking about it all the time, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. So personal uh, growth and transformation are definitely something that results from messy moments. And another way that messiness actually helps us is with creating systems and processes in our business. So, what happens is these messy moments, or like you said, you had like a messy time in your life, they right. sh- those times shine a big light on what's not working well. Um, so I have a personal story. Back in 2005, that's when I really started, you know, going out looking for clients and starting my business at the time, which was more uh, like social media marketing focused. Mm-hmm. And I had someone contact me about this really, uh, th- they had this great opportunity due to their social media strategy and their marketing. And this person was actually a TV personality. Okay. So this was a wow. big deal for me. And I like went out research to make sure that this person was like legit and everything Right, and was right. So I was like, Oh, well, this is going to be amazing. Um, this was just a huge opportunity for me. So I was very excited about it. But the long story made short is I spent hours and hours with this person. I had all the time put into a proposal and he had basically told me this was a done deal. So I was like, this is going to be just so huge for my business. And then the dude ghosted me. Oh no. (laughs) I hate when that happens. 
<laughs> he evaporated after the proposal. So I just followed up with him like once a week for a couple of weeks. I heard from him once and he said he would get back in touch with me and he just wasn't professional at all. He was just gone. Okay. And remember, right. this is like a, a person who's on television. <laughs> so I didn't expect this at all. But even though I was really disappointed and I felt this overwhelming sense of failure, I realized that I had to change how I was doing these prospect right. calls. And so I wasn't wasting my time. And out of that messiness came my prospect proposal process. Well, that's a mouthful. And, um, <laughs> and, and so, yeah. And so it's much better and it's, you know, the time is concise because I realized that I had, you know, needed to respect myself. I needed to really have confidence in myself and value my time more. And so that experience led me to something so much better in my business. Even to this day, you know, I use that system and it's pretty effective actually. That's awesome. Um, yeah, for sure. I know out of my moment, there lots of processes and systems came up um, and were tweaked and made better and more efficient. And even just figuring out what's effective for your business too, when you pay attention, um, how, you know, how do you improve and constantly make things better? And I didn't know that story. So that's, a, that's an interesting new tidbit. I'm going to be telling you later more information. About that. <laughs> You learn something new. <laughs> mm. So, you know, the other thing too is that opportunities come from everywhere. And what Megan likes to call like our new new adventures that that come that come around. That part two, I guess, of that that first story was eventually getting to the point where I knew I needed to completely change what I was doing career-wise. Um, it, it was a movement that was kind of a little bit lateral to the left and then forward, but still something new and different. So I built a couple of businesses before the one that I'm currently running now. And those businesses I ran online. And you know, I'm really good at hiding. I love hiding in my home. I'm an introvert. So I like being alone to recharge and rest. I like being around people too. And so, but my recharge time is definitely in the quiet at home. And because a lot of what I do ends up being on the computer, I was always hiding and behind the computer, at the computer, in the house, never going out and talking to anybody. And back then I was in the craft and hobby industry. So I didn't really even see my colleagues except maybe twice a year at conventions. And back then I was so involved in work that if you asked me what I like to do for fun, I would have told you work. So when I was building this new business, I knew it had to be different. And I really had to push myself way out of my comfort zone because I knew for the type of product I had, an online business wasn't going to cut it. And I was actually going to have to go outside and talk to people. I know that's scary, right? Yeah, it is scary. I, I can, I feel the pain of that. You know how introverted <laughs> I am. It's very uncomfortable to, to go out and talk to people actually. It is. It is. So, you know, at first I didn't know what it was going to be like. I just started looking for opportunities to go and then I would have to challenge myself and, you know, it would be like, I'm going to go to this event and stand in the corner. I'm going to go to this event and look and see if there's somebody I know. I'm going to look, go to this event and I'm going to talk to one new person. In the beginning, what was messy about that was partly my uncomfortableness, but the other piece of it was 
not really understanding and knowing how to speak effectively about my business. So I would fumble and maybe I wasn't clear because I could see from the look on their face that they were confused. Um, <laughs> so, which is not, you know, it doesn't help that, it doesn't help solidify the, the thought process of, I really need to be networking, networking and referral business, networking and referral business. And then people will get used like, you know, like, huh? You know, <laughs> it is, so, but being able to push through the mess of that I was able to get a lot of clarity. I even, um, when I started, I was focusing on one niche and I even changed my niche based on like really great feedback that I got. Um, I even was able to, I started closing business and I was looking at who I was actually working with and finding out, you know, what was it that I said or did that made you want to work with me, that, that made you interested. And then from there, I've, I've had opportunities to have really cool collaborations with other folks. So just working through the mess and not giving up can lead to really great things. That is so true. I mean, sometimes we have these things that happen in life and they are uncomfortable. It's either just how we are, who we are, but then sometimes like things happen where just bad things happen. I mean, we know that that's a part of life. But then sometimes it can turn around and that can lead to these great opportunities that take us to new heights in our business. And even like you're saying, you know, you changed as a result of that in a positive way. So I, I love that because it's very raw for me, like hearing you talk about that. And of course I can relate because as an introvert, the last thing I want to do is network. <laughs> oh yeah. You don't want to go out and talk to people at all. I mean, it's not that we don't want to talk to people. We like people. Let's be clear about this. We, we really do like people. Um, but you know, it can be really exhausting for an introvert depending on how far, how far introverted you are because we really are both, to be honest. Um, sometimes um, I would call myself an extroverted introvert. Um, or an, it's, called, it's really an ambivert. An ambivert. Yeah, that's a, yes. I know that's a thing, but not a lot of people know that term. I know. But of course you know what it is. That's not surprising to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I look these things up. <laughs> all right. So just to wrap it all up, messy moments can definitely be painful, but they can also lead to personal growth, better business processes, and new adventures. The messiness is normal. The perfection is not. And, you know, I think that's it from us today. But Thanks we'd so. like to leave you with a thought and a question. First, we want to remind you to celebrate your messiness. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. You definitely want to definitely celebrate it. You absolutely have to. And then take a few minutes and think about a messy moment in your life. What did you do to overcome it? And how did that make you feel? And don't forget to celebrate that. Sounds good. I'll see you next time, Teresa. It was great talking to you today. Same here, Megan. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the Messy Desk Podcast and leave us a review. We're interested in what you're interested in. So email us at messydeskpodcast at gmail.com with your topic suggestions and questions. And most importantly, stay messy because that's where the growth, progress, and magic happens.